the thing is I can write but like for some reason like the little brain bit to my mouth bit just doesn't work but <laughs> brain to type in that works am I really good at this yes I am hello and welcome back to in our own words today I'm joined by author Amelia Mandeville hi Amelia hi thanks for having me on you are so welcome how are you today excited yeah I've never uh done a podcast before so I'm really excited wow it was like the first podcast I didn't know that that's very exciting yeah Yeah, no I'm really buzzed yeah that's great and so I was really excited to have you on the podcast because like I was saying just before we started recording um I read your book I got sent it by your publisher and I read it and I was like I just have to talk to her about this because I I really fell in love with it I read it in like two days um and I just could not put it down so the book's called the missing pieces of me Um, And by the time this podcast comes out, it'll have been out for a few weeks. Um, So do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the book? Yeah, yeah. I So I see it as Dustin and Willow. In my eyes, they're like the perfect sort of couple that you'd see on Instagram and be like, oh, they're so perfect. They have a baby and like they're living their perfect life, really. Until one day Dustin comes home from work and Willow has left him. She leaves a note, quite a cryptic note, and that's it. And... He doesn't understand because in his eyes, they were living like the sort of goals relationship. And so he sets out to find out what went wrong and why she left. And it's like, he's trying to do a puzzle, but he doesn't have all the pieces, (laughs) hence the name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think what I really liked about it was like the sort of the the element of mystery, because I sort of, when I started reading it, I was like, oh, it's like a romance book. There's this like perfect couple. You start reading it and you're like, oh, like, what's happened to it? Because, like, she leaves this note and he's like, oh, well, that's not real. She can't have left me because it's, like, this perfect thing. Where did that idea come from to kind of have, like, this kind of... I know it's not, like, a mystery novel, but, like, the element of mystery in your book. So I guess when I'm reading a book, I always like it if it's got something that's keeping me, like, wanting to know more. And also, I guess, with my other book, it wasn't just a romance book. And so... It's kind of the same with this book. It's not just a romance book. I like to have something else in there other than just romance. Um, But also, I I thought it was really important. I'm like, without trying to give too many spoilers, but (laughs) I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was really important to also have like a perspective that, you know, sometimes a relationship isn't how everybody sees it or even the person in the relationship saw it a different way to how the other person saw it. And so... I, I like that element of like mystery uh, without it being too like, you know, Cluedo. But I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was like these little little bits and there's lots of flashbacks, but they're not like, they kind of filter through. So it keeps people like learning a little bit more and getting more insight. And yeah, I, I, I love a flashback. Yeah, I, I love a good really, flashback. Yeah, I love that. I think that what you did there was really clever because you kind of have like, like you say, these two main characters and one of them's kind of in the present tense. And then when you flip to the perspective of the other character, that's kind of like in the past. So you're trying to sort of build it all together. How was that to write? Was that quite difficult to kind of manage kind of the two, not only two characters, so two perspectives, but also like two timelines almost of like, and how they all... How did you plan that? (laughs) Honestly, this was was literally like one of the hardest timelines. Thankfully, my editor, she's an angel, uh, Rosanna. She is literally bless her like she came through like my old editor moved to Australia so she came through halfway through this book and (laughs) and like it was quite you know there was timelines all over the place and she she literally was so good at helping me out through it like I I honestly got so confused because you wanted them to be like no plot holes and it makes sense 
And originally the flashbacks were in Dustin and Willow's perspective, but mm. I don't know, it, it was more effective to have the present day in Dustin and the past in Willow, I thought. Because yeah, I agree. I think it, it, I think it worked really well because yeah. you have him trying to sort of figure out what's happening and then her in the past being like, well, this is how I was feeling. This is what was happening. But you sort of like, well, what happened between like there and there? So I think yeah. it did sort of add to that mystery really well. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was more like, yeah, I just, when I was reading it, I was like, this is amazing. But also, how, how, do, you, how do you come up with something that like out Honestly, there? It doesn't I, feel like you, you were trying. But I was like, oh, surely this such must a have been difficult. It was such hard work. Even like, honestly, even before the proofs like just came out, I was still like, wait, I'm worried. Does this make sense? Is this like, honestly, my biggest fear is plot holes. But I mean, I write the book, but I have to say like the editors, the proofreaders, they literally make the book. Like I got to give them credit there because they really <laughs> helped me out with my little worries when I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So yeah, they, they were really good. So how do you come up with the ideas then if you're like, you're worried about the plot holes like when you start writing do you have kind of the whole plot and all the plot points kind of like planned out or do you sort of like write and then see where you end up with this novel I always wanted it to be I like it did start off a little bit differently like it was always going to start off with a guy a young guy with a baby originally it was quite dark okay <laughs> and uh the person who was going to be Willow actually passed away but I thought oh. actually after that after lots of thinking and like discussing this was after my first book was out I kind of like me and my editor we kind of thought actually maybe it should be a different way and like lots of different ideas came but I always knew it wanted to be like a guy and a baby and trying to like work out his relationship sort of thing and actually it would have been better if she was alive <laughs> than dead so that's why the whole like that bit changed but that yeah, premise that's quite was a big change there. though like that's, yeah, that's yeah. quite a big thing it's because it, it was a much more darker story and um, like sometimes I write I start writing quite dark and then I like look over it and I'm like actually that's not quite what I was after but I always know a story's good, like not good, but I want to write it if I just cannot stop thinking about it. That's yeah. kind of what it is for me. I always get ideas in my head, but if one sticks, then I know yeah. I want to write it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think as well, what I really liked is, so when Dustin's left alone with the baby, he's kind of like, oh my God, this is how much hard work a baby is, which I think is yeah. really funny to yeah. sort of see them go through that. And from a feminist perspective, I just, I really enjoyed kind of him kind of then appreciating how much yeah. work Willow then put into well, raising their this, baby. <laughs> this was the thing, like, because in my other book, I had a lot of, like, personal experience. But this one, I'm like, I've never had a baby. So <laughs> I wanted to, like, do justice. Um, so I had to do, like, a lot of research. I had to, like, ask myself a lot of questions, like, does this make sense? Is it? But, yeah, I really wanted to, like, focus on, like, you know, it's not easy being a mum. And actually, a lot of people don't get credit. So... Yeah, no, that's good. That's good that yeah. it was realistic. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've not had a child either. So no, we, no, we both might so... be sat here going, yeah, super realistic. And, hey. <laughs> but and, no, then, it, and then we'll see like... when, it, when it comes out and it's all like, oh, <laughs> you know, not very realistic. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. Did you find you were speaking to like mother, people who have had children going, is this real? Like, is this how it works? Or was it based yeah. on like research? How did that? And I look on a lot of like uh, baby forums and stuff. I do like to do a lot of research on my books and... As you know, um, Zara was quite late at developing and yeah. I had to do like loads of research to double check like 
you know if a baby like wouldn't necessarily be talking loads at that age and like if it was realistic and yeah so just lots of baby forums which made me feel like I was a mum with a baby <laughs> like I was <laughs> scrolling through my, mum's net <laughs> yeah but my book's my baby so you know essentially yeah yeah, yeah. Now, I did notice that when I've because obviously I've not got children but then my sister her daughter's now like three I think if I've got that wrong she's going to be very angry but I think she's about three now bad auntie but I know terrible but I do sometimes think when she's like every time I see her because I only sort of see her every month or like not very frequently she makes so much progress because when they're that young they kind of progress so fast but I'm always like I don't want to offend by going oh is she not walking yet oh is she not talking yet because like I have nothing to base it on or like oh she's talking I'm like oh wait is that a good thing or should is that normal should I I don't know it's just a whole thing I suppose when you haven't got children it's like what's yeah, normal you don't know you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. and I think that was also something like that was another of Willow's fears was you know why is she not yeah. developing is it to do with me and yeah. it was just like it wasn't like a main sort of but it was just a little a little something for another yeah. thing to add into her mind yeah but um yeah I think I've heard that a lot though like a lot of people kind of make comments saying oh you know so and so walked at this age and stuff and it's like those little comments can just drive into someone's brain yeah I think it's the same with everything I think it did really sort of although you say it's like a small detail I think it sort of did add to her kind of overall character but I think it's the same with everything generally like small comments can have like such a big impact and sometimes you don't even realize how much of an impact it's had until like years later and you're like oh it's because someone said that years ago yeah yeah, and especially I think with people with anxiety, like Willow definitely did have anxiety. Yeah. Little comments do just run in your brain. I say it's like a little flip book. Like it's like all the little things to overthink just going. Honestly, I have it like daily. And for Willow, it was literally just like that, but she had no outlet. So it was just in her brain the whole time. And, you know, her only outlet was her baby. So she wasn't going to be able to talk to a yeah. baby about it <laughs> yeah whenever I've spoken to like my sister or like my mom or people they're like it is difficult because it's like your whole life is taken over by becoming a parent but like you don't mind it because they're your baby but also you do kind of mind it because that's your whole identity gone so yeah yeah, yeah not looking forward to that of part thing. of parenthood looking no, forward to parenthood in general but not that bit specifically <laughs> literally so what was it like writing your second book then because obviously this is your second book how did that go? Like, was there a lot of pressure or was it kind of like, right, I've got the first one under my belt. Now I can just have fun with it. Or what was it kind was, of going through your head with the second book? <laughs> oh, it was different. It was really different because, so I actually started writing this idea. And like I said, the storyline altered quite a bit. There was lots of different dark, like themes I had, but um, it was a bit more pressure because every color of you got received really well. Like I was so happy with the reviews and, I I don't I didn't I didn't think people would like it like it did um like they did but yes it was a bit of pressure and I'm so nervous now because like I said I haven't seen that many reviews obviously the current situation hasn't made it as available (laughs) like I would have had proofs like actual physical proofs and stuff and you know with every color of you at this point I was doing a lot more like stuff um but obviously we'll we're all in our houses it's very limited what we can do but yeah it's I think it's actually a bit more scary second time because first time I just wanted a book out like I wanted to publish it I didn't I didn't care about anything else it was for me I wanted to publish it and then I saw the reviews and I was like oh wow like this made me want to do it I want to write forever I want to make people feel like this but now the second book I'm like "Ah, will people like it it's it's scarier definitely scarier 
I can imagine putting like putting so much into something and then going, I don't know how it's going to be received. I was speaking to um, Beth O'Leary, who's the author of like the flat share and the switch, yeah, um, an episode um, that we recorded yesterday, and she was saying how because of lockdown, normally she'd be on like a book tour now, sort of like promoting uh, her latest book. And um, she's like, I feel like I'm skiving off school. I don't really know like <laughs> what's going on. But I suppose it's kind of her book's kind of like been really well received. But I suppose you're in the yeah. situation where you're not promoting it, but also you don't know how it's I mean I, I've read it and I love it so I think it's going to be received really Thank well but I suppose you. from your perspective you're like I don't know what's going yeah. on <laughs> yeah and I guess I'm still pretty new like every color of you it did, got received well but it still it wasn't you know not like the flat share like it didn't go like sell loads but I, I didn't care about that like I wanted it to just be loved and read yeah. but obviously so I'm still new so like the second book it's still like oh how will it do like I still need it yeah. to do okay sort of thing yeah. but you yeah. know I, I I enjoy writing and that's kind of the main reason I want it to get published so yeah. any anything else is just a bonus for me oh that's a great I think that's a really yeah. good attitude to have because then you're not setting yourself up for a disappointment not that I think it'll do badly no but, <laughs> but also in this yeah. I think also in this current situation it's uh very unpredictable as it is yeah. so yeah and I think I saw a statistic somewhere and I can't cite it so please don't anyone fact check this <laughs> I think I saw somewhere that ebook sales have gone up massively and then obviously physical book sales are dropping quite drastically um, which is quite good for me I guess because it's coming out in ebook first so yes. Yeah. paperback is isn't till august so yeah. we shall see how the situation yeah. is till then but because it's coming out in ebook that's yeah. quite good because i'm i've been on my kindle loads i mean yeah. i haven't been ordering loads of physical books so yeah same actually over the yeah over the last few weeks i've done a lot on the kindle which normally Just, <laughs> because yeah. of the whole bookstagram thing normally i'm like i've got to get a physical book so i can take lots of aesthetic photos but then i'm like <laughs> yeah well that's really bad for the environment I, it's so much more expensive but also like there's a part of me that's like, I've got to get these nice physical, physical But there's covers. something about a physical book, like the smell of it. And I know yes. it sounds weird, but I always no. smell my books. New book smell is the oh, best smell. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. And also for me as an author to physically hold my book. That's the thing. I haven't held, I haven't seen my book yet, oh, which is crazy. So crazy. it's probably going to come out without me actually seeing a physical copy of it. That's so bizarre. Yeah, which is weird. Because I've... um. I'm not, I've not posted my review. I think by the time this comes out, I will have posted my review of the book. But I, because I had it only sort of like as a PDF <laughs> proof yeah. copy, I took photos of books and then I photoshopped the spine to look like your book. Love it. <laughs> so I have a fake <laughs> picture of your book. <laughs> I should have done that. I should have just printed it off and like wrapped it around another book and just be like, here it is. <laughs> it's like, this is my book. I totally wrote it. <laughs> I love that. That's really smart. <laughs> Thanks. But it's what it, you got to do it for the aesthetic, which I kind of hate myself for because I'm like, I put far too much effort into this, but also it all looks pretty. So that's the main yeah. aim. <laughs> and as long as you enjoy it, as long as you enjoy doing yeah. it. It's kind of like a creative kind of thing to Outlet. do. I, don't know, I think it's just nice being creative sometimes, especially because you're like stuck inside and just working and doing it. like the normal thing. You need to be like, oh, and now I'm going to create this. But I'm not good at painting or anything actually physical, but digitally great I'll do it that's great I'm, I'm not good at anything uh apart from writing maybe hopefully <laughs> well I think you're good at writing hopefully. but maybe well like maybe I'm the thing is I'm not a, I'm not a creative person I'm creative like in my mind like I'm just always just in another little world but pen to paper mouse to screen no nope, can't do any of that stuff <laughs> I think that is creative I'm doing some research at the moment on sort of like creative mindset and how people are 
like how people see themselves as like creative or not but sometimes it can be as simple as are you able to sort of I know it's like really cliche but are you able to think outside the box are you creating your own worlds are you looking at something and going oh that could be this this or this and sort of it's more about how you think as opposed to like what you do so I I can't pick up a paintbrush I remember doing GCSE art and drawing a circle and going yep that's my drawing of the glitter ball in Blackpool and like that was it like (laughs) could not do any like actual art but I do think like it's mostly what's in your head when it comes to creativity yeah and different types as well like um because I always never used to think I could be a writer because I'm not the most uh, smart academically, to be honest. <laughs> I don't have many qualifications under my belt, but I always knew I loved writing. And I am actually a little bit dyslexic and I was thinking, well, but that's that's what editors are there for. Like, I yeah. remember when I first got published, my editor said, you can teach people to write, but you can't teach people to write stories so like you could teach people how to write like the grammar and stuff but you can't teach people to be creative and you know have that sort of mindset so I guess everyone's creative in their own different ways yeah Um, and if you've got the creative way of like saying I've got this idea for a story like you say once you've thought of it you can't unthink it you're like I've got to get this down somewhere then you're kind of using your creativity in the best way it's definitely something natural to me like when I was younger I've always struggled with sleep I've also heard that like create apparently creative people like seem to be most creative at night um which I have the worst sleeping schedule in the world but <laughs> so I hope that's true and I'll just use that as my excuse yeah but I when when I was younger and I couldn't go to sleep I would like write myself little stories in my head and that would just oh. drift me off to sleep and then like the next night I'd carry on the next chapter <laughs> so yeah I, I'm guessing it is quite natural to me yeah I think that's really good as well that you kind of you can go oh I have always done this so even if you're like oh I've never I don't know if I could write a book but if you've kind of always had the idea of like writing stories to yourself and that sort of thing I think that's the thing whenever I talk about music people go oh like how long have you been like writing songs for and I'm really I came to it so late because this is going to sound really stupid I didn't realize people wrote songs (laughs) (laughs) like as a child not like recently but as a child I was like well the songs just exist right like nobody writes (laughs) and so it was only sort of when I actually started thinking about I was like oh yeah someone has to actually like write the words and write the tunes and all that kind of yeah. stuff I was like oh maybe I could try that and so I sort of came to it really late so I'm so impressed by people like yourself or like other musicians like oh I've always oh. been creating stories I've always been writing music I'm like like how like I did not yeah. have that much drive I was like yep yeah, I'll play with Lego with my brother like I'll go and do like <laughs> I think though sometimes it is like it's a lack of like self-belief though like I never thought I'd publish a book because when I was younger I used to be like oh my god there's so many pages but <laughs> I would just find myself always writing like that was all I'd do I before I wrote books I used to write scripts like I've just always wanted yeah. to tell stories um I guess because I just I always have little stories going up in my head <laughs> it's not good though um, I'm a big overthinker. So like if anything happens mm. in my life, <laughs> straight away I have a little story in my head of what will happen before it happens. Oh, so no. that's where it's <laughs> your downfall. The negatives of it, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So what's it like when you're when you've so when you've got this idea, what's kind of like your first step? So you've got this idea, it's going through your head. Do you kind of plan it all out or do you kind of just start writing? Like how do you get from this idea that won't turn itself off to Yes. Because like you say, to me, writing 400 pages is an incredibly overwhelming thing. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to start that. Like, how do you start that? So at the beginning, like, my, so I have written a couple other books that haven't been published. Maybe one day when, uh, looking back, though, 
my writing has definitely improved. <laughs> I think learned, everyone's like, says yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely improved. But um, I used to just write. I would just write and like sometimes I would have a sort of idea where it was going, but I'd just keep writing and things would like kind of happen and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is where we're going with it. <laughs> However, when I wrote Every Colour of You, I planned that all out, like beginning, middle, end, planned it all out and it just worked. It worked better. Um, so I did the same with the missing pieces of me planned it all out I kind of knew sometimes there were little bits that I knew where they'd get to but I wouldn't know how they'd get there and yeah. I do sometimes find like I always say this to people who are like oh I'm struggling to write and I'm like just write don't worry about the grammar don't worry about the spellings don't even worry if it doesn't make sense just write read it through and sometimes you'll just be like oh oh that's like that's that's good like I know where yeah. I'm going with that because it is hard you know sometimes to be inspired when you're not in there with the characters yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, because coming up with characters and sort of the plot, to me, that's just, I just think it's incredible. I could never do it. And I think it's also acknowledging, like, when people have a talent for something and when you do... So, like you say, you might write something and you go, oh, there's something in there that works. So I know sometimes, like, I'll be writing a song, which I know is different to a book. It's a lot shorter. It's, like, three similar, minutes instead though. of 400 pages. <laughs> but I'll be I writing I can never something. write a song. I can never write a song. Yeah, so I, I think can't it's sing, like... which is which also probably doesn't help. <laughs> I think it's the thing is, like, I'm not like a singer. Like I can sing, I can like hold a tune, but there's definitely people out there with like way better voices than me. And like my aim is to be a songwriter, so I want to like write songs for other people. But at yeah. the moment, no one will sing them, so I sing them myself. <laughs> but I think sometimes, like when I'm writing, I'll be like, I'll write a whole song, and I'll be like, well, that's just awful because sometimes like you do it as like therapy to sort of like get it all out of your yeah. head. But like you say, there's like maybe there's like a couple of lines where I'm like oh actually that's quite poetic or like that's quite nice I'll take that and then I'll write a song around those like couple of lines Definitely. so it's I think it's really interesting that you've kind of said the similar thing when it comes to writing that's the advice you give people is just write and write and something will stick out whereas yeah. my advice would totally be the same with songwriting well, so, well a friend came to me and she was she's trying to write a novel and she said I'm really struggling with the structure and um can you give me advice and I was like don't worry about the structure like that's for later just focus on the story because if you're too worried about like the spelling the grammar obviously you want it to be readable but you can come back to it yeah um and it just doesn't get your head like in in the writing and yeah. also with planning you get a good idea but you don't really start to feel the characters come alive until you start writing at least right. not like for me it doesn't but it's yeah. weird saying this because I haven't actually written for ages now uh, I thought I'd be writing three. loads in I thought I'd be <laughs> writing loads in lockdown but I haven't I've got some ideas for like future yeah. stories but I haven't started writing them which is weird for me it's the first time in ages that's great that was gonna be my one of my next questions is book, book three <laughs> although I still need to read your first book so I'm gonna go go and read that oh my god it'll be interesting to see what you think of the two books um so, someone said that my writing's got better which I guess would make sense um yeah. but then I also got quite quite a bad review on this book so oh, yeah that, it's it such a shame actually... that the one review that you've read is a bad yeah, one because I, I really think, loved it because the thing is no one like I've got to remind myself my book's not going to be for everybody um not everyone's going to like my writing like you know there's some people that don't like nah I'm sure there. I was going to say there's some people that don't like Harry Potter but I actually don't think there is anybody that doesn't like Harry Potter <laughs> I think people who don't like Harry Potter don't like Harry Potter because of the hype around Harry yeah, Potter yeah. not because it's a bad book because it's, it's a great book <laughs> <laughs> and I can't compare myself to Harry Potter but I, I always need to remind myself like people won't always like your writing um, and you will get bad reviews and like you can't take them personally 
but it was the first review and the only review oh. I've seen. So I was just like, oh my gosh, tried not to focus on it. It's because it's of the current situation I know, because yeah. I would have had more reviews at this point. Yeah. Um, because a lot, a lot of people prefer reading physical books, but I haven't been able yeah. to have that. But yeah, I just, I well, just got to wait and see. After this, I'll send you my review that I'll be posting <laughs> in a few weeks and you'll go, oh, yeah, a nice one. So at yeah, least then no, you've that got 50-50. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, the thing is, at the end of the day, like I, I, I need to remind myself why I write. I write for me and in the hope that someone else will feel the same as I do about the characters. But yeah, it's, it, that's something I'm not used to, trying to not take uh, negative reviews. Yeah. But then what does help me, I look at like some of my favourite authors and mm. I see some of the reviews they get and I'm like, what? So I, I guess it <laughs> happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and like you said, I think because it's, it's a form of art, right? Writing in general is art and it's so subjective. Like some people will love it and then some people go, well, I don't get it. It's not for me and that's yeah. okay. But it's still, when you've put so much time and effort into something and people go, oh, I don't really like it. You're like, but, but I put so much into it. It's difficult, but yeah, it's kind definitely. of accepting that it doesn't mean that everyone will think that. It's a difficult balance, I suppose. Yeah, also, I need to remind myself of, like, my age sometimes. Like, I guess I'm like, oh, no, like, this is the end of my career. If, like, <laughs> if I don't get another book. But I'm like, wait, I'm 23. It, like, even if I don't get another book deal straight away, um, you know, might take, like, five years, ten years, but I've still got two books out. I've got to be, like, you know, I've, I, I need to remind myself sometimes, like, actually, you know, that was your dream. You've achieved yeah. it. So... Yeah, I know, that's like, incredible. I'm 23 and have no books out, so you're already two books up on me. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing a successful podcast, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Maybe that's the next thing. If you can't, if you're waiting on another book deal, then you start a podcast and you tell yeah. your stories on that. Who, yeah, who <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should, or like advice on how to write. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing. So I started this mainly because I wanted to chat to people about their like their writing, be it like songs or or books or anything like that. And I'm like, even if no one listens to it, like you say, I'm I find it really interesting to see yeah. <laughs> to see what people do and like the similarities as well. I'm starting to realize between writing, no matter what, like the the output. So be it a song, be it a book. I had someone on a few weeks ago about writing plays, and it was just so interesting to see kind of like all the similarities. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting, definitely. Interesting I and also thing. I really I've always loved talking about my books. I mean, I'm so lame. Like when I used to dream about getting published, I would like just sit in the mirror, like doing my makeup and pretend I was like having a little interview about my book. <laughs> I literally, like I said, I live in a fantasy world. So whenever I do get the opportunity to talk about my book, it's so nice. And this is the first time I've talked about the missing pieces of me to anyone. So That's pretty so special here. So I, I can brand it exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exclusive. First time, first interview. But um, I, I always worry though, because I remember I did, um, I don't know if it's called Yalk or Y-A-L-C uh, last year for every colour of you. So it's okay. young adults, literally literary convention convention yeah I think I've heard of it yeah yeah and I was with all these other authors and obviously they were a lot more established than me but the way they answered their questions was so educated and like it sounded so good and then it'd come to me and I'd be like yeah I just I just felt sad so I wrote and I was like oh my gosh I do not sound like a proper author 
I was like, they they have they use all these big words, and I can barely string a sentence together. But all oh. that practice putting your makeup on, you should have been like perfected. I know, I know. you would think so. You'd think so. But I got a few laughs, so I don't know if that was good or bad. But... No, I totally do that. I'd sometimes say stupid things to get laughs, so people don't know I'm actually stupid, and they think I'm being stupid on purpose. Honestly, the amount of people that have said to me, like, how are you an author? Like, some of the words Oh, you that's use, so mean. I know. So well, mean. I just laugh it off, I guess. I'm like, it's okay, you know. I can write. The thing is, I can write, but, like, for some reason, like, the little brain bit to my mouth bit just doesn't work. But brain to type in, that works. Well, that's the main thing when you're an author. That's the only bit that needs to work, so. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So, the last thing that I always ask my guests is to come up with a tagline or a jingle for the podcast. Oh. Oh. Okay. Let me think. Okay. So, um <laughs> you started so enthusiastic like yeah 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 oh, oh. no because I think there is one I think the one that's been currently used but I don't want to use that one it's like um uh dust it oh it's something like does Dustin really know the person oh yeah it, the one that's been used which I quite mm-hmm. like but I, I can't use that one because that's not me making one up unless it isn't <laughs> making it up I'm gonna right, I'm gonna say one and Just then I'll say it it's fine. It's um, it's. Does Dustin really know the girl he had a baby with, or did he never know the person in the f- he was in love with in the first place, or something like that? Oh no, I've done this really badly. That's okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me. Mean, can you I try a second for time? Book. Yeah, for sure. Normally, it's tagline for the podcast and not for the book. Oh, for the but... podcast. Oh, that's so much easier. <laughs> I was like, oh no, how do I think of a tagline that's not being used? Oh, okay. That's so much easier. A tagline for this podcast. Yeah. I clearly okay. did not explain that well enough. No, no, as well. no that's me. It's me. <laughs> what, what have other people said in the past? Um, so people in the past have done like, well, some of them were musicians. So they wrote like little jingles. Beth O'Leary wrote me a miniature rom-com starring me. Well, she just did that on the spot. Yeah, she just did it on the spot about like me finding a fellow podcaster who was like my rival and then we ended up falling in love and all that kind of stuff. That's Um, that's a a proper author right there. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Because she was like, oh, I don't know about a tagline. I didn't even come up with the tagline for my own book. So I'll write you a story because I can do that. That's what I was going to say. I don't come up with the taglines for my own books. (laughs) That's why I was like, um, um, a tagline that hasn't been used. (laughs) Well, I would say this podcast has been chatting about creativity and out of the box thinking and also you know not comparing yourself to others but how do you create a tagline for that i think that is a tagline i think maybe it's quite a long tagline but we can count it as a tagline yeah or or something along the lines of am i really good at this yes i am even though that's a good one because to be fair we keep going yeah I write songs, but you know, and I'm like, yeah, I write books, but you know, but no, we are good at it. We yeah. are. God give ourselves credit. Yeah. Maybe every so often we'll just send each other a message like, you are an author. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep bossing your songwriting. I believe in you. I believe in you and your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> that's a little tagline, you know, we keep saying we're not good at it, but we are just need a little bit of self-belief. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We'll what a great that. note to ah. end on. Inspirational <laughs> quotes to end on. That's the- yeah. 
<laughs> that was really bad. I'm so sorry. No, that was great. Because <laughs> it was the journey. It showed the creative process from yeah. how you get to an end result. So I think that's great. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. I really Thank you for having it. me. It's been really You're lovely. So Thank you. So just for the listeners, by the time this episode comes out, Amelia's new book, The Missing Pieces of Me, will be out. So definitely download or buy that. It's available as an ebook or paperback, I think. So yeah, thank you all for listening and thank you, Amelia, for coming on. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you.